But sometimes the fear of losing a trade is actually the sub-level of being fearful of not achieving that goal and then fearful of not actually mattering. And it's a very interesting take on control. Okay. And when we, we're not in control of the trades at all, ever. So those of you who think you are, double check because you're never in control of the trades. All you're in control of is your behavior. You're only ever in control of what you do, respective of how the chart's behaving. And it will do whatever it wants, whenever it wants, and however it wants. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. We are coming towards the end of the week, uh, even though I feel like I just started my week, um, but it's it's nice. Like I said this the other day, but these are the joys of the entrepreneurship journey, and these are the joys of the traders that you can have your weeks and weekends whenever you like, uh, which I love. That's why I'm here, um, which I'm actually going to segue into a little bit is, is you know, our why and about time. And how we feel like on the charts we should be doing something always, which can be lead to detrimental behaviors. But before we do that, let's share some gratitude uh, today. I'm very grateful for continued progress. Um, I've just been talking to a few people here and there over the last, uh, you know, couple of weeks, and it's just it feels like everything is in motion for anyone that's tried entrepreneurship or business or um, trading. They often say that. You know, it's all about the work that you do before the success, and then it all seems to come at once. And for me, it really feels like things are just falling into place now. You know, touch wood, I've still got a long way to go. I've still got a lot of um, challenges ahead and a lot of learning, and I'm still growing and all that sort of stuff. But it just feels nice. Um, and so I'm really grateful for everyone who's sharing and being part of the journey. And just the continued support is amazing. You know, this community, I say it almost every day is just so powerful to have people around you who are continuously supporting you and helping you. And um, yeah, it's really, really something special. And I was just doing some, some editing and I'm realizing we're almost up to 150 episodes on this podcast. So next week uh, we'll be hitting our 150 episode, I believe, um, which is mind blowing. I didn't even, I didn't even know where this would go. I just wanted to talk to some, some fun guests and um, it's, you know, changed and morphed into a, such a such a solid mindset um, morning call, and um, I've got a list of other people who I'm looking to interview. But I've just had so much stuff on my plate, I just could not fit it in, and I had to start prioritizing and um, getting things off the list before I can start taking on more guests. So, lots of stuff in the go, and I'm just I'm, I'm honestly forever grateful at how much um, yeah how how things are progressing. So that's my gratitude today. Um, 
you know, hope it puts you in a good mood as well because it really, I just, I feel like my heart is is full sometimes and it's really lovely. We've got some grateful gratitude for the the rainy and cozy feeling of the of the morning. I know a lot of people here on this call, uh, it's a very early morning for them. Um, <laughs> some people grateful for the ability to be part of the group. Yep. And yeah, it's, like I say, chuck your gratitude in to the chats. We will get into this because I've got so many things I want to talk about, but I just feel like there's here, 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 here. So I'm going to try and pull them all together. I was listening to a um, a new guy on YouTube. He's an older guy. He's been around for a few years. He's got you know, 30,000 subscribers or something. Randy Howell, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Um, and he's an older fella. Kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know, the Mark Douglas kind of character, but man, he's got some really cool stuff. He's got some really interesting um, mindset stuff and he's very similar on the lines of how I think, how I, um, you know, like to educate and teach and and present some of these challenges that we face. And I always love, like, I don't know if I've said this many times on my journey and on this podcast, this podcast is just me learning and grabbing information from everywhere and just sharing it to you from my point of view. That's all I'm doing. So pretty much very little of it is, is made up by me. It's ideas put together. Um, but I suppose that's how society progresses. Um, but this guy's really, really fascinating. I recommend if you ever want to have a little bit of a binge or a learning binge outside of uh, the material we have here, check out this guy, Randy Howe. Anyway, yesterday on the call, we were talking a little bit about, uh, Leah was t- discussing a little bit about observation versus hunting. Um, and I, I really love this, the way she was saying it. And I, I really agree with the terms, the observer and the hunter, um, we really need to look at where we're positioning ourselves on the charts and the frame of mind that we're in. Okay, so for a bit of reference, a context, like the observer, what we're doing is we're just sitting back patiently, waiting, watching what's happening and observing, allowing the charts to do its thing, whatever it wants to do, because it will always do whatever it wants to do. And then when we see something that looks familiar, that we like, that we feel comfortable with, we're just responding. And then we're observing again. Our our time on the charts, I reckon would be about seven seconds. You you press a button, which is not even one second. Uh, And then depending on if you're trading with our lovely Janie trade helper, you don't do anything after that. She manages the, the trade for you. Or if you're managing your own trade, you know, you're actively looking, but the actionable steps you take maybe one slide of the, the trailing stop loss or maybe one change of a an entry here. You know, it might seem like we're doing a lot, but in every single trade, I don't even know if our actionable steps would make up more than a second. And I want you to think about how mind-blowing this is, but at the same time, how so many of us feel like we need to be doing something all the time. Like when we're on the charts, we need to be analyzing or talking or doing something or moving something or maybe pressing something or we should be in a trade right now or what we should be doing something. And the reason I bring up at the start, you know, for me, the reason I got into trading is so I could have time, right? I wanted to be, get the same amount of money from my nine to five engineering job in the hour or whatever it is that we trade hour and a half. And then I wanted to be able to do whatever I wanted, but it seems like we struggle also to bring that into the trading arena, let's call it, or trading environment, where what we should be doing is very little. You know, we have, if you want to call it a job, the best job, because you get paid to do absolutely bugger all most of the time. 
You get paid to sit back and watch. Basically, all we get have to do is sit back and watch and wait until things match. Colors match or dots match or your checklist matches up, whatever you want to refer to it as. But for some reason, we feel like we need to be in there doing something the whole time. Okay, here's a trade. The candle's closing. What do we, what do we, oh, and this, this is happening and this is lining up and I should be measuring this and doing this. And ah, like, oh, that's stressful. It becomes stressful. We need to be sitting back, not hunting for the trade, which is stressful, but observing. I mean, if you just think about a hunter, they're always going for food. They're chasing, they're hunting, they're going, they're on. But an observer, all you do is sit back and watch. It's like the easiest thing ever. Okay. So I really want us to shift from this hunting to observing. And this is what we're talking a bit about yesterday. This is why I'm going to use these terms and run with it because I do like these and I've used them in the past. So if you Google why the number one reason is that traders fail, it comes up with overtrading. Overtrading, either trading too big or too often. And from all my teachings, I could not agree. Most of the people that I speak to that are struggling, uh, they come from that. What I, I say, I, I split people up into fear and greed. You've got the greedy overtraders and then the fearful undertraders and then you, you know the Goldilocks right in the middle. Disciplined, no emotion, right amount of trades. <laughs> so some people, everyone's on a scale from one side to the other. And we want so if you're a fearful trader, you want to try and increase that until you get to the, you know, the happy medium. And then if you're a greedy trader and an over trader, you want to bring that down until you get to that happy discipline medium. Um, now that where that medium is is going to be different for everyone in your strategy and, and your emotions and your psychology, but we really want to bring that down. And so, like I said, number one reason, over trading. <laughs> Too big or too often. And the, some of the causes they list for this, and literally the first thing you can Google is unrealistically high profit goals. So, you know, that I'm going to make all my money in one trade or I'm going to be a millionaire in a month or, you know, if this breaks through here, it's going to go to the moon and I'm going to make up for three weeks of bad trading. All right, chuck some ones in the chat if you've ever said any of those things, especially to my over traders. I know I have said pretty much every single one of them. Um, we got some ones coming into the chat. <laughs> yep, there we go. Or we have the next thing they said was market addiction. So, you know, yesterday we're actually talking about the intermittent dopamine release um, and how it can be one of the most addicting things. And this is what can create bad habits or what I referred to previously as trading trauma, where we do something that's not disciplined and we get a win from it. And it's like, oh, that, that I liked. You know, I was in, I was doing something, I was actionable and I got paid and rewarded for it. So maybe I'll just, go off my feeling and tweak it again. And what happens is every time you get in that winning trade, like put some ones in the chat, being in a winning trade feels good. Like I'm not going to lie. You want to get to a point where trading's boring, but chuck some ones in the chat if you agree that being in a winning trade feels great. It's kind of exciting. It's fast, easy money. It's almost like a gambling. You know, it can have that addictive nature, but we want to remove that because that need, that desperation that, oh, I'm going to make money. I'm going to make money. I'm going to make money. That that ah, let's go for it. That's the market addiction. That is more towards the gambling than the disciplined trader. And I've definitely been in that state for a long period of time because that's what drew me to trading in the first place. I was like, I can make quick class money. That's what I wanted. So of course I had that addictive behavior, but we have to learn to reduce this and understand that we're not here just to gamble and have fun. We're here to make probable decisions day in, day out and stick to a plan that tells us how to manage those risks and manage those decisions, okay? And the last one was insufficient capital. So if you're trading with a $100 account and you're like, you know, you're watching your account grow by three cents, five cents a trade, 
to to most people because there's a sub sub I don't want I don't want to say subset but there's a baseline of finances that everyone in society will mainly in your environment that your friends have that your family has where you're comfortable and we all have an ability to get a baseline job which is $10 an hour $15 whatever it is and so doing something for a period of time where your reward is so much less than that conceptually is quite difficult to do and so what you want to do is you over leverage or you trade more so that at the end of the day rather than making your six cents which is you know it could be six percent on a very small account you want to make 60 bucks so at least ah, at least today i made a little bit but if you're over leveraging and you're doing it from a hundred two hundred dollar account whatever it is don't quote me on the maths i haven't done any of the maths for this um you know you start to over leverage because you don't have enough capital not realizing that if you can do this disciplined two three cent days they will become two thousand three thousand dollar days with compound interest, with continuation, with discipline, with control. So those are the three main things that they said over trading. Unrealistic Unreal- high profit goals, market addiction, and insufficient capitalization. If you are a trader that overtrades, I want you to think, are you one or all or a couple of these scenarios? I know for a long time, uh, market addiction was there for me and insufficient capitalization. It was... Actually, to be fair, I had unrealistic high profitable goals as well. So I had all three for a period and I I started to understand the realization of my targets. uh, And then the insufficient capitalization I I took away with, you know, funded account coaching programs and stuff like that. And then the market addiction is something that I've had to work on to reduce my overtrading. And so look at where you are. Do you have one of these, these traits? And often if we are in a state of market addiction or insufficient capitalization or unrealistically needing money or, or having high profit targets. We're in a hunting place where I need to I need to get some trades so I can reach this high goal. I need to get some trades so I can get some wins under my belt because I've got that addictive personality. I need to get some trades, more trades than I really should so that I can increase that capitalization so that I can make the money from this. Okay, so can you see how all three of those are coming from that hunting position? We need to shift that observation. And the key here, and I'm not going to lie and say that I'm always in observation. I I literally this morning had a scenario where a trade setup came and I was just a little bit fearful because it wasn't perfect. So I stayed out um, and then it moved really nicely. And then it came back up and it was still a little bit like it actually was okay, but I was being extra cautious. And I think I've said this, but once I started to get higher capital, I've become a bit more of a fearful trader. And like I've gone from greedy down to a little bit too fearful and I need to kind of bump it back up into the normal. Um, but this is just a swing, I guess, as, as you grow and develop. But I had this and then it happened again. And I was like, okay, just missed two like pretty good trades. I could be done now and, and moving on with my day. And so then I started that moment. That was the moment I should have walked away because that moment when I've missed that second one, I started hunting. I went from observer to hunter. And I went from, I'm just going to watch the market and see what it gives me to I've just missed two trades. If it gets close to the next one, I'm going to get in it. What happened? I got in it, but there wasn't anywhere near enough. There was enough risk to reward, but it was really like one-to-one. It was very tight compared to the other ones, which were much better. It moved down very quickly. I went to move my stop loss too slow. It moved back up. And then I sat in this really hard position of trade management. Like, oh, will it go again? Will it not? Will I be able to get my points? Truth of the matter is, I missed my opportunity because I rushed and hunted into that trade. It turned around. It went against me. I was still 
in that hunting mode. So I wasn't observing. I was like, no, I have to be right. The last two were, why, why can't this one? What happened to hit my full stop loss? So I missed my exits. I missed my opportunity to capture my profits. And I basically just took a full loss unnecessarily. Why? Because I missed that split second decision where I went from observer to hunter. Okay. And this is one of the key aspects. We we really need to observe when we go. I'm just, we need to observe when we go from, I'm just observing to now I'm hunting for a trade. It takes a split second. It's a very, very, very minuscule period of time, but picking that up about yourself. And this is where learning yourself, understanding who you are, understanding your chart on chart behaviors allows you to pick up on that moment. And when you reach that moment, you either sit back and use mindfulness and breathing techniques or whatever you need to do to get back into a state where you, you're observing, or you just walk away. And there's nothing wrong with that either. But if you don't allow yourself to observe when that happens and you start to then hunt for trades, you start to pick them up and really chase them down, then you're no longer trading with discipline. Then you're no longer responding. You're starting to react, which is exactly what I did this morning. So Ron, Randy, Randy Howe, um, he talks about this concept of alpha mind, which I really loved. Um, it happened to me yesterday and took some losses, my Wednesday blues. Yeah. There you go. So I think you were saying before that Wednesdays are some of your harder days, um, but they're that exact thing happening, right? So this Randy guy talks about this thing called Alpha Mind, which I really love, and it talks it talks a lot with what I talk about with environment. Okay, I'm always saying understand your environment. Your environment is key, and what he says in this aspect is people who often are successful in one area come into trading thinking they'll have the same um, skill sets that will make them excel in trading. Um, and sometimes that's not the case because the alpha mind comes from someone who's determined they're a go-getter, they take action, they make things happen. You know, maybe they've been really successful in business. Maybe they've been a really hard worker, got promoted, but they're sick of trying to do that. So they come into trading and they think the same thing. We need to take action. We need to be doing stuff. We need to be going and getting, getting, getting the market. We need to be getting things on. We need to be taking trades. We need to be managing them. But the truth is that's hunting. That's really aggressively going after it, which in some aspects like business can be very, 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 very good. But in trading, a completely different environment, it's not going to be that good. It's like taking the fitness level of a marathon runner and saying that they're going to be a good swimmer. Look at the body structure. Look at everything else about it. It's, it's a different environment. It doesn't mean they're going to be good at all. In fact, I think a lot of runners are really bad at swimming and a lot of swimmers aren't that great at running. But I don't know. There's no, there's no, there's no metrics to that. Okay. So do you understand how this alpha mind, those people who are you know, go-getters, they want to do stuff. So they're very open to taking trades. Like, I'm going to take a trade. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get get these points today and it's going to work. And then this is my plan of attack. And it can be very good in a lot of aspects, but we have to understand that when we're on the charts, we need to take it straight, step back. We need to observe. We need to slow down. And the less things we do on the charts, the better. Is this making sense? Check some ones in the chat if you agree, if you understand how some so much of the time, more is not better in trading. Sitting, patiently, observing. We get paid to observe and do nothing. And then hit the button right when we need to. That's it. Less is more in almost everything too. Yeah, less is more. Um, you know, and it's it gets to a point where, so this, so this alpha mind, and then this is, where he continued on to this alpha discovery, which I really, really found fascinating because I think if you were on my calls a couple of months ago, I was talking about different uh, extrinsic uh, motivators and control, basically. And a lot of the time, people would ask me, you know, why are you over trading? Like, 
you know, fear of loss. Like we look at the four fears of, of um, trading, but sometimes it's not a fear of loss, but a fear of not mattering. Like we want to get good at trading so that we can be successful and have the success story maybe that goes, yeah, I've got good at trading and now I can do stuff and be a hero or I can give to people or whatever your why is, you know, insert here. But sometimes the fear of making mistakes on the charts means the failure of whatever this why is. And so you don't no longer have the control of becoming this idolized version of yourself, which I think everyone should have. You should have this goal and objection ob objective to reach the you that you want to become and do the things that you want to do for others or for yourself, whatever it is. But sometimes the fear of losing a trade is actually the sub-level of being fearful of not achieving that goal and then fearful of not actually mattering. And it's a very interesting take on control. Okay. And when we, we're not in control of the trades at all, ever. So those of you who think you are double check because you're never in control of the trades All you're in control of is your behavior. You're only ever in control of what you do respective of how the chart's behaving and it will do whatever it wants, whenever it wants and however it wants. So we can never control what the trade does, but what we can do is control how we behave when it's doing its thing. Okay. I want you to really, really take note of that because it's important. And so if you have this alpha mind, you must let go of the need to control, okay? And become a really, really good loser. And a lot of the time, people with this alpha mind, these over traders, this go get them attitude, this always take action, it's really hard to become a really good loser. It's really hard to let go of control. It's really hard because I think we feel that we have a, say, business plan for this, which is going to make our life and create the life we want, which is great. But if it's not doing it to that plan, then we don't have control of what we want to do with the money. We start to lose control of how we're going to behave when we're a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure trader, because that seems like it's getting further away. And it might only be minuscule. It might only be the tiniest part of it. But look within and see, is it a part of, of who you are? And is it a part of the 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 need to overtrade, shall we say. Okay, does this make sense to people? Let me know because I know it's a bit confusing. Chuck some ones in the chat if it's making sense. Two, if you're like, Jake, what the hell are you talking about? Please explain. <laughs> okay, we got some ones coming in. All right, good. Okay, so we need to become a really, really good loser because as soon as the trade goes against us or against our predicted outcome, we can't say oh, no, it's going to turn around. I'm going to hold on. We have to go, okay, that, that was I was just wrong. <laughs> or or it didn't go as far as I wanted it to. No problem, I'm out. And becoming really good at losing is going to help you drastically. And I'm still observing my trades and observing and doing self-review. The number one thing that will improve my trading is taking my early exits. I still struggle so hard to let go of a trade. Remember, this is what I've been talking about the last few weeks is the ability to let go, move on, not hold on to it because that is also linked to the control. I need to win this trade so that da 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 da. So when it goes against me, ah, I can't be wrong because that means whatever it means or no, I don't want to let go of this much money or no, I don't want to get further away from passing my challenge or whatever it is to you. But that's because you're being a sore loser. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but the truth is grow up and become a better loser. Okay. Sometimes it's not going to happen, but 
it's all well and good if you can take winning trades after winning trades, but how do you respond when it goes against you? How do you respond when you're losing? How do you respond when the market's not performing the way you want it to? That's where the real characters are made and that's where the real traders are made. Those who are really good will happily admit defeat like that and move on. If you listen to my podcast with James Leon, we speak about this and he's incredible at just like, nope, there it goes, off, I'm out. <laughs> Next, doesn't matter. There's like literally no connection or, or tight. It's not tied to it. It's just a probability like, oh, this is going this way. It's much higher probable, much, much more likely or probable that it's going to continue in that direction. So I'm, I'm out. doesn't matter. I only lost four or five points rather than 30 points. Okay. Goals. Damn straight, Kayla. They are. So I just wanted to bring this up. Okay. Overtrading. One of the biggest reasons that traders lose. Lots of the time, these overtrading comes from those alpha minds, those people who are go-getters, those hunters that really just want to take action and get things done, which is a great attribute to have, but not in this environment, okay? So you have to have kind of that split mind. Be an alpha, go get them, go do whatever you want to succeed. But when you're on the charts, sit back, observe, chill out, relax. Just observe and watch, okay? Become a really good loser. <laughs> Let go of that need to control. Let go of controlling the outcome, which is a, what a lot of traders do, and focus on controlling the mind you bring to the performance, okay? Focus on controlling self. That is where the key is going to be. When we control ourselves, then we get the psychological edge, which most traders do not have, okay? Lots of traders do not have, We all, you've often heard me say, that, what's your edge, what's your strategy, et cetera, but one up from having an edge is a psychological edge where you have the ability to understand your brain and you have the ability to understand self and you have the ability to control your emotions and you have the ability to let go of those losing trades quickly and easily. Okay. Those are the psychological edges that we want in our trading. We want to sit back. We want to let the charts do their thing and we want to respond. Okay. How do we get to this place? How do we get to this observer place? Well, by understanding ourselves, okay? More so understanding what that split second shift, when that split second shift happens, remember? That split second shift from going from observer to hunter. We need to learn how to observe that. And once we observe that, we need to do the right thing and not the wrong thing. The wrong thing is going full-blown hunter mode, addictive mode, whatever you want to call it, attack, 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 attack. The right thing is stepping back and going, am I still able to go into the session I go into these trades as an observer. Can I calm that self down? Or is it better for me just to leave now? That's basically all there is to it. Okay. Find that. Find that moment. Calm down. Use mindfulness, breathing, whatever it is. Remove that sort of alpha mind, that hunting brain. And we want to develop that urgency to be patient. Often we have that urgency to jump into a trade. Like I'm sure Chuck someone's in the chat if you felt that, that urgency to just hit the button. I want to get in. Like it's getting close. Like I, I, gotta, I don't want to miss out. Come on. You know, we have that urgency to do something. Yep. In the chats. We need to have the urgency to be patient. So shifting that perspective from I got to do something to I got I to sit back. I got to sit back. That's what I need to. If I'm feeling this, I need to sit back, observe, really be patient. Okay. Remember, why are we doing this? Most of us, for me, like I said, it was winning time. So why do I feel like I can't win time on the charts when I'm actually on the charts? Have the time, spend the time, 
do nothing for a lot of the time. You don't have to be in there, in the action all the time. Usually, as I said, less is more. Okay? Feels good when we're in control. Feels good when we're patient. Doesn't feel so good when we're hunting and stressed and doing so much action. All right? Hope that made sense to some people. Um, read some in the chat here. I do a lot of driving for my job. My trading history is constantly moving my trailing stop loss before candle closure, which is so stressful. Yep. I just had a light bulb moment. When you drive down the road, your car goes left, right, but still going in one direction. I'm trying to apply that to my trading and realize that the candle goes up and down, but usually in one direction. It definitely does. It's perfect. It goes like this and it fluctuates. And lots of the time that, you know, that inflicts emotion. And what happens when that happens is we react because of emotion. When you're doing it on candle closure, you're just doing what your trading plan says. Okay, where is it on candle closure? Okay, this is what I must do. If you're in the candle, it's like, oh my God, this is stressful. It's almost like if you if you are driving and you're like, start to oversteer, it's like, oh my God, this is so stressful. I've got to stay on the road. Sit back, light hands, easy work. It's a great example of one. Yeah, I agree, Kayla. Okay, I hope that made sense, lovely people. I hope this helps you in today's session. Just relax, observe, sit patiently, become the observer, not the hunter. Really look at the trades you're taking. And if you are an over trader, have a look within and see, is it maybe because of control? Is it because of um, market addict, like addiction behavior? Is it because of not enough capital? Is it because of um, unexpectedly high profit goals? Do some self-realization. But for now, let's jump over to the charts. My lovely traders, make sure that you got your journal out. Make sure you've done your lot size calculations. Make sure that you understand your risk management and make sure that you have read your trading plan and you've done your brain warm-ups and you're ready to go and you're in a happy, clear, calm state of mind. Trading journal's open. There we go. Um, and to those listening on the podcast, um, you may not get this by the time it comes out, but the trading plan uh, pre-sale tickets have only got four days to go, or five days to go. They will be up on the Monday. So make sure that if you want to get into that trading plan course, you do not miss out on the pre-sale tickets. Only four days to go, five days to go. Okay. Uh, much love to everyone. And we will speak to you again next week.